renovating your own home is an awesome way to start because it's safe and you can yeah. take your time with it. You can learn and it's there's not that panic that comes with things going wrong that there is when you're renovating professionally. So I think if you're considering renovating, starting with your home is the perfect place. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello everyone. So today I am recording our podcast episode. We're actually live streaming the recording of our podcast episode just for something new and different. And it's been a very exciting day so far because I actually put the wrong time into the announcement. So got poor old Lucy really going there. But yeah, we're, we're all set to go. And so what I want to do is introduce you to Lucy and then we'll get into it. So Lucy is a mother of three beautiful children and you haven't mentioned that you're a wife of one beautiful man, Lucy. And uh, two fur babies. And two fur babies, there you go. <laughs> and she works from home as a remedial therapist. Lucy is one of the one, our Wonder Women and has recently sold her family home in order to rent fest and use the capital to build a property portfolio and pursue her dream of renovating professionally. Lucy has purchased a property in Kyneton and is in the process of doing a micro development on that. But she's also done a few other projects as well. Now, Lucy is what we call a rising star. And the reason being that some people you just get the sense that they are destined for greatness. They're determined to get a result. And I certainly really picked that in Lucy very early on. She's just someone who wants, decides what she wants and she goes after it, which is really, really exciting to see. And as a result, has achieved a lot in a reasonably short amount of time. And so what I'm going to do is introduce you to Lucy now. And Lucy, can you just give everyone a little bit of uh, an idea of who you are? And Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Firstly, yeah, thanks for having me back and thanks for the introduction. It's always validating when one of your mentors sees nice or potential in you, so that's really exciting. Anyway, I, as you said, I'm, I've got a young family and I have been a remedial therapist for about 19 years, so started in that career and kind of started on this journey of renovating by accident and it's a common story you buy your family home renovate it and fall in love with renovating and then just see where you can take it from that point and I guess that's how my journey began and you know how I fell in love with renovating so you first that home when we first met was in oh, Blackburn oh, let me let me think Blackburn. Yep. yeah yeah <laughs> And you basically made a lot of changes to that home. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think renovating your family home is something that most people do and it's like we have so much money tied up in our family home, which I think is what starts you thinking about what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah it's it's 
interesting. It was. Isn't it? It's because definitely. I think renovating your own home is an awesome way to start because it's safe and you can yeah. take your time with it. You can learn, and it's there's not that panic that comes with things going wrong that there is when you're renovating professionally. So I think if you're considering renovating, starting with your home is the perfect place, and that's how it was for me. So I made yeah. pretty much all of the mistakes I was going to make in that home. <laughs> and, well. Hopefully, it's all the mistakes it's going to make. You want to name any of them? I just was so green because my attitude going into that property was, I'm going to live here forever, so I'm going to have the best of everything. And, you know, I just want it to look pretty and I don't care what it costs. So I just, not overcapitalized, I still made money on that place, but it's not money that I would have made without capital growth. It was mostly capital growth that made money on it. So it was a good experience. And I think that was kind of my apprenticeship doing that house. So I fell in love with it. I think when we first met, you were going to spend a whole lot more money on it. Probably. (laughs) But then then you talked me out of it. So (laughs) (laughs) you saved me a whole lot of cash, so I was grateful for that. Yeah. So what do you think it is that really, I guess, has generated your interest in renovating? What is it that really? it's a creative outlet. So I really find that it's a way of, it's like a canvas. You can just express yourself through it. And that's where it becomes so satisfying when you can turn something, especially for me, I love houses, saving houses that are going to be demolished. So finding those houses that have really good bones and then saving them from being sent to a junk site, you know, and then it gives it a new life, another hundred years or whatever. And, and that is so satisfying that you can just kind of, I'm all about sustainability. So kind of help do your part in preventing waste. And that's yeah. where, what I love about renovating. So when we bought our family house, the agent actually listed it and advertised it as a demo home. Yeah. But we saw a lot of potential in that the bones were really good. And so we saved that house and turned it into something really beautiful and managed to give it at least 100 more years of life, hopefully, if we did a good job. (laughs) And so in terms of the creative aspect of it, do you find, like, obviously, because when you're renovating for profit, the budget is always Mm, a top priority. Do you find that limiting does that dampen your enthusiasm in the with in terms of the creativity I think you've just got to work around the problem so you've just got to increase your creativity find ways to resolve a problem so we had this problem today like we were dealing with and we'll get into this later I'm sure (laughs) but dealing with where to put a hot water system in a small one-bedroom apartment and it was like without spending a fortune in getting a new one installed or putting pipes all the way around the place. So we had serious issues with configuring that, but we had to get creative and not just take the easy route and just buy a whole new system. So it is, you do need brains behind you and people who have been there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that you've just got to get creative. That's where it helps if you've got that community there. So I reckon I struggle a little bit with that with being that little bit creative sometimes because I always want to use bright colours and and stuff that I like and that's where I want to be creative. But I've also got to then factor in, you know, who's my market and what am I appealing to and then hold, tie down the reins and try to keep myself under control. So, yes, you can be creative but to a limit. The alternative is if you want to 
get out there, get wild with it. You you really need to be working on Airbnb properties. Yep. Airbnb can be, yeah, Yeah. a bit left field, but, yeah. That's it. It's funny because I always think that I actually enjoy the challenge of delivering, call it Prosecco on a champagne, (laughs) a champagne on a budget yeah I, I don't know I think it comes from feeding family on a tight budget I always get a lot of satisfaction out of being able to absolutely um, but you're so good at it you, know. you do it so well like it just you've done it so many times it just comes naturally to you I still feel like I've got my skates on <laughs> I think you're coming along very nicely well Lucy. it's with the help of all you guys so it makes a difference oh, <laughs> what would you see what has been your biggest hurdle to getting into renovating? So biggest I'm thinking, hurdle. I'm trying to ask questions that uh, that people that are listening yep. who are not necessarily active. So I reckon I was looking at the questions earlier and I was thinking about that. And the biggest hurdle for me is definitely finance. And I think that's what majority of people will relate to is that getting finance and being able to fund your project, especially if you've got your own home, can be the biggest challenge in getting started and it certainly was the challenge for me when I fell in love with renovating my family home and wanted to progress but had no means to be able to do so so it came to a point for us where we just went well we've just got to sell our house and that was the way that we could do it and fortunately I have a very supportive husband who was happy to go along with that idea yeah but you've not just sold that to do flips you've actually invested in a like I I would think that's yeah, you've invested in something that's got long-term growth potential. You, you've got the best of both Absolutely, worlds. yeah. So really with the, the sale of the house, as you mentioned earlier, what we've been able to do is purchase a microdevelopment site in regional Victoria. It's really only an hour out of town, so it's not that far, but mm. it was within budget, like a really good price, but we're able to get two blocks out of that. We're not going to keep both of them. So we'll keep one of them, but we've renovated it as it was an absolute dump, but we've renovated it and we're currently in the process of subdividing it. So plans are with council at the moment. So hopefully it'll make some good money. It's already appreciated about 10%. Beautiful. And have you had the renovation value? To that 10%. So on its own. Yeah. yeah, On its own, it's appreciated 10% plus the reno. Awesome. Yeah, but have you actually had the property valued since you renovated it? No, not yet. I'm waiting till the landscaping's done before I'm doing oh, that. Oh, good thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you bought Kyneton, which so, am I allowed to, sorry, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, go for it. I said it. <laughs> um, with the view to microdevelopment. And I think that's really smart because for a couple of reasons, because I think that straight flipping is quite high risk and I always see that additional land component is a sort of an insurance policy so that like particularly now that interest rates are going up the cost of the land is actually then spread over two properties rather than just the one yeah yeah exactly yeah which makes it quite a good investment so when you get that subdivided you'll build on the back is that correct we'll build on the back and we'll sell the front yeah. yeah. And We're so currently holding it, holding the front for a year to half the capital gains tax on it. And then we'll build yeah. in the back. And also um, can't do anything until the subdivision comes through anyway. So <laughs> who knows how long that takes. But in the meantime, it's going to be on Airbnb. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So did you specifically renovate it for Airbnb? Yeah, I did. And, and it's all furnished and everything ready to go. 
I don't actually know at this stage whether we will sell one of them. I'm pretty confident that we will just to free up some equity for another project. But when that happens, I'm not sure at this stage. We'll just have to wait and see how Airbnb goes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, the beauty of the microdevelopment strategy is that your renovation really helps to reduce the cost of your land. So you'll mm-hmm. basically end up with a new investment property that has is very highly, you've got high equity in it because basically what you do is you renovate the original house and sell and that money goes back into the project or wherever if you go to put it, get another one and you've got a nice new property with high depreciation and presumably very low maintenance to move on with so yeah yeah one point to add to that though is that when you're building the new house in the back you need to have the foresight to be able to hold it or the ability to hold it for around five years so that you avoid the the gst on the house at the back yes i completely agree and as we speak i'm bidding on a micro development project today is that one of the regional ones yeah, it is. So awesome. Let us know how you go. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, it's very exciting. First time I've done an online auction. So yeah. Oh wow. So the auction's on a Thursday. Yes. And so it's not like an auction and an auctioneer. It's completely digital. Mm. And once uh, we get to the close closing time, which is five o'clock, then anyone that puts a bid in after five, it starts a two minute timer. And then if nobody bids in the next two minutes, that person's a winning bidder. And if they do, the timer starts again. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So where am I up to? Do you enjoy renovating? I absolutely love it. Just seeing the place come to life again and being able to salvage it and get and breathe new life into it is amazing. Like it's such a satisfying feeling, as you know, just to see it become beautiful again and live up to its potential I think is really satisfying and also being able to show I love to bring people through the houses when they're really ugly like the uglier the better like my dad am I allowed to swear on this (laughs) (laughs) my dad comes through the house and he's just like oh my gosh what a shit box and I'm like yeah it's totally disgusting you don't even want to walk through it and now he comes through it and just totally impressed like it's a brand new house it's beautiful you would never know that it was such a shitbox and that's that's amazing I had a similar thing with freight with the class project you remember I got my brother to bring up the insulation from Victoria for the roof yep yep and he drove it up there and he didn't tell me at the time but afterwards he said to me when I saw that house he said I thought oh my god you've done it this time like he said so (laughs) terrible and then when it went to market, he said, I could not believe it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Like half the tradies that I have working on the Kitan house are locals and they, they go, oh, you know, this was the party house. You know, the police were called to this house all the time. You know, this house was just trashed. And apparently the neighbours told me that the previous tenants there would be out the front drinking beers at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Oh, my God. And the whole shed was full of empty beer cans. It was disgusting. Like, I didn't even want to walk through it. But now, oh, my gosh, I love it. I could live there. Awesome. Beautiful. So that's the most satisfying thing about renovating. And also the before and after. And also the fact that it does place you in a better financial position. 
Oh, well, that's a massive bonus as well. So yeah, definitely. Can you tell me, do you feel like you're in control of your financial future? Like, do you feel like you know what you need to do in order to get the outcome you want? I'm getting there. I'm getting to that point. I don't feel like I'm in control yet because I haven't, I don't have enough sales histories under my belt. Okay. So that's where I'm kind of lacking and I still, I feel like I need to, I'm good at the buying part. I just haven't sold much yet. <laughs> so, and so, so what is it from that that you need in order to feel like you're in control? So what I want is a, a good track record. So at the moment I've got two sales under my belt and that would be the PPOR, the family home. Yeah. And that did okay, not great, but that's because I totally over overspent on that renovation. That was my learning experience. Yeah. The second property that we worked on, we made good profit on that the beach house okay and that's in that was in rye safety beach safety beach okay yes. and so do you want to share what your profit was on that sure we bought for 700 in may 2020 and we sold just we're in the process of selling it now for 915 okay excellent yeah and the reno budget on that we spent didn't need too much it just needed a freshen up but we spent about fifteen thousand on okay. that okay beautiful excellent okay. Yeah, so in order to feel in control, I just want more track record. So I think I need about five sales that go well to feel like I'm in control and that I've got it down pat. And you're getting some people would say they feel like that feel like they've got it down pat after one or two. Mm, mm. Yeah, I feel like there's still a lot to learn yeah. because every different type of house that you do will have different challenges and different results so so I just wanted to I, I hate it. to be a bad news but I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm still coming across things that I didn't <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. so I don't think you ever stop learning in this no moment. you don't it, and the thing is you stop no. learning you're dead so we don't want that yeah exactly <laughs> so now let's talk about the project that you are on at the moment so you're currently doing a joint venture so mm -hmm. what's that so what happened was i am subdividing the house in kyton and i've put money aside for the build in the back but i didn't want that money that cash to just sit there and offset that loan i wanted to make it work while i'm waiting for those permits to come through so i'm using what i've done is i have joint forces with a previous Wonder Woman, Christine Carey, yep. and she and I have just put the cash into the project and are now just testing the waters to see how we work together with an apartment building, with an apartment in the inner burbs in Hawthorne, and we'll see how we go. So if that goes well, all the profit from that sale hopefully will stay within that company yep. and the trust and then just turn over and we'll just keep that going. So I've got those little side gigs going in between my gigs, if awesome. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so the thing about doing joint ventures is really, it's really building your confidence so that you can confidently go into something and manage a project knowing that you are not just managing your own money, you're managing someone else's as well. Yeah. And I guess generating that trust in someone else as well in, in your joint venture yeah. partner. Yeah, and that's also why it's really good to get a few runs on the board because it's much easier to come across joint venture deals when people know that you are competently are doing sort of multiple projects. 
I think that's a smart move. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got your track record behind you as well. So yeah, that's been really beneficial. And so far, we're working really well together. So grateful for that. Yeah. Are you both both on site? No, because Christine's in Canberra, so she's not on site. But she does help me virtually, which is great. Okay. Yeah. And so do you want to tell us about the project? What is it? And it is a one-bedroom 1950s, I think, 1950s brick clinker. It's on the ground level of a three-level apartment block, so there are 16 in the block. It has not been touched since then, so very dated, very dark, just you know, just a very simple 40, 50 square Uh, one bedroom so we noticed what was great about it is this was the first apartment we could find where there was evidence of sales histories recent sales histories of two other apartments within that complex so one apartment sold in the same size sold for 430 and that was it had been updated but not recently so i'd say about a 15 20 year reno and the other apartment sold for 480 and that was renovated but not as good as we could do it okay so with that we could see that there was profit potential within that area within the building so it gave it gave us enough confidence to be able to go okay well we can see that we can make money on this one yeah we're going to do something similar to what they've already done but we're going to do it better because we can see where they went wrong in their apartment so with that we were able to negotiate a very good price with the agent so we got it for 335 which is great and we plan on selling it for i'd say between 430 to 450 beautiful so you're being very conservative with your yeah um, yeah hopefully yeah. we'll get more than that but it really just depends on what the market's doing because at the moment you just can't really rely on it that that much yeah, yeah. so yeah that's um that's exciting so that's chugging along and we're, we're in the demo stage, so now it's all the problems are arising, but we'll resolve them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can start putting it all back together. And so when do you anticipate yeah. you'll be ready for market? I reckon four to six weeks. Yeah, fortunately, I've got a bit of luck finding trades. So that's been quite easy to find good trades. So everything's solvable, which is great. Well, yeah, everything's yeah. solvable with the right amount of cash, but everything yeah. in our case is... I know. It's an interesting time, isn't it? But, oh, you yeah. know, when it's your business, which it is for you, you've yeah. just got to deal with that and it's workable. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about one of the questions that you had on the on the sheet for me that I thought was a really good question. <clears throat> Number three. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wrote... I did a whole analysis of the numbers And I think it would be really great to break that down. Yeah, because I think it was about why did you choose to rent best? Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I broke the numbers down because this is what I went through when I had to make that decision to rent best. So you'll be able to follow this. So we'll see how we go and see if anyone listening can follow it as well. But this is why we rent bested. All right. So I'm using an example of a $2 million property. Now, if you had a deposit of 500000 on that property, you'd have a mortgage yep. of 1.5 yep. mil. Now, the stamp duty on that would be over 100000 but that's yep. in Victoria. So I'm using the example of a stamp duty of 75000 So if you yep. then have a mortgage of 1.575 and you have a 
interest rate of 2.47%. Over 30 years, that comes down to $1,432 a week. Now, of that $1,432 a week, the interest on that repayment is $748. You following? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, with that $748, you can actually get a similar house on a rent rental for the same amount. So potentially up to a $2 million house for around $750 a week, depending, give or take. Yeah. So you can actually trade the interest, which is dead money, for rent. Now, what that means is that you've got your $500,000 in equity back and you've also got the six hundred and eighty-four that was for principal payment on your mortgage back as well, right, or cancelled out. Yeah. Yep. So yep. you've got the potential for a $1.5 million loan plus your equity. And you can invest that money into two properties. So let's say you buy two properties at a million dollars each. You use uh, $200,000 in your deposit and your $50,000 in your stamp duty. And you've got two properties, a million dollars each. You're tax deducting all the interest and all the expenses on those properties and you're building equity over two different locations. The alternative is you can buy two, uh, in our case, we would actually do it differently. We'd probably buy two investment properties at around 800, have a reno budget, renovate them, build the equity and have less of a mortgage. And so we can save up to get a third property. So those are the two options. You can pay your 748 in interest or you can pay your 748 a week in rent. But it's how are you going to make your equity work for you? What's the better option? Okay, I see why you've gone the way you've gone. Yes, so it's not for everybody because living in your own home is a very emotional decision. So I get that, totally get that, but these are the two options that people face. And for us, it's and just made a lot more, we're at the wealth building stage of our lives. We've got about 15 years to go hard or go home. And that's why we decided to just go for it. Awesome. Yeah. So I thought it was important just to bring that up and point that out. So I'm wondering whether we could put that calculation in a document because I think that'd be, or that might be construed as financial advice. Maybe yeah. we'll, <laughs> maybe we'll just yeah. talk about it. I would quite happily do it because mm -hmm. I think about how much money that we have in a home. Yeah. But there is no way in a month of Sundays my husband would. Yeah, but look, the, so... other, the other thing is because what the other option is is that you can buy your own home, renovate it, and move every couple of years if that's what you want to do because then you don't have your capital gains tax. Yeah, exactly. So Yeah, so there's so yeah. many ways to get, get to where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so our way has always been to have a line of credit against the property and then just use that for our project. So it just... It does depend on your own personal mm. circumstances and that's why a personal plan is really, really important because your situation is different to my situation, yep. which is different to someone else's and you've got to find the thing that works best for you. And I think what's been really, like I always worry when someone says they're going to sell their house to do projects because mm. once upon a time I came across a woman who sold her home in Bayside in Melbourne to invest. At some point in time, she decided they weren't getting ahead quick enough. She broke it up and she bought all sorts of properties across, mainly across Queensland. Melbourne 
absolutely skyrocketed. These other ones did nothing for about a decade and she was regretting because she said she was at that stage where she knew she could never get back into a PPOR anymore. And But you've stayed in the market and you're growing your portfolio in good areas. So, yeah. Yeah. Was this the late 80s? No, no, no. Well, it was when we had the charity project and it was actually, we had it on Airbnb Mm. after we'd finished and someone actually came and stayed in the Airbnb and she said, oh, you're from the School of Renovating. And then she started telling me this story. I'm like, oh, God, I would have preferred if I didn't hear it. Terrible. Yeah, but that's a classic case of not, well, if you can avoid it, not investing in a market you don't know about. Like Exactly. And I think there's a lot of spruikers that push or have done in the past, push properties mm. in Queensland and not necessarily just Queensland and it's not really been yeah, to the benefit absolutely. of the Anyhow, we won't get on to little. Oh, those spruikers are still out there. Oh, no. Oh, so frustrating. <laughs> Anyhow, I won't go into that. So what's your next step? Okay, so I'm going to contradict myself just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> What's okay? But I do it all yeah. the time. So you're allowed one or two. The next step is we're actually doing a building inspection as we speak. So our plan now is we are set on a certain high school for my daughter next year, and that area is heavily zoned, but it's also in a very expensive area in the inner east of Melbourne. So what we're actually doing is hopefully going to purchase this property. We'll see how we go. But we are going to bid on a property that has reno potential that we can increase equity in. And it's going to probably live in for at least a year anyway, but that will get my daughter into the school. So after that point, we can do what we want with the house. It depends how we feel at the time. But the Beauty of that, as I mentioned earlier, is that we avoid the capital gains tax. So we get her into the school, we avoid the capital gains tax, and then we have the freedom to figure out what we do after that. So that's the next step. So you'll be buying, presumably, if you're successful, you buy a principal place of residence and you're buying something mm-hmm. that you can add. Value In the smart to. way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. And like most, if you're buying a doer-upper, Generally, you should be able to improve the value by at least 30 mm-hmm. to 40%. And so that's a, it's an incredible tool for building your Absolutely. Yeah. Because we've sold the beach house now, we need to actually hold something. So our holds were a safety yeah. beach and the Kyrton house. But if we're getting rid of the beach house, we need mm-hmm. something else to hold. So we just thought we'll get this place, I will live in it for a while and then we'll either move out of it and hold it or stay there. It depends on how we feel after a year. But the main priority is we get our daughter into that school. Awesome. And I think I'm hoping that people listening will get the sense that renovating is a moving feast and it's something that you can use to solve problems in life. And if you've listened to what Lucy's been talking about in their path from when they first got their first home, there's been a progression that, and the end result of that progression will be that they have built sufficient wealth to be able to have the life that they want in retirement. And by the time they get to retirement, they will also have a principal place of residence. I feel sure of that. But Lucy and Daz, Daz, <laughs> Daz will be 
Yeah. So I just want to congratulate you for really taking on, like, believing in yourself and creating a goal and going for it and being willing to flex along the way and move with the changes in the environment and just being such an extraordinary, I guess, spark of creativity and joy in our community. And I think you're, yeah, we, we think you're pretty amazing and we just love what you're doing. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not. Savvy renovators, I'll say. Come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment, and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.